Hi, everyone. Dr. Elizabeth Bonet here and Dr. Liz. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. I hope you like what you hear. And if you do, please share it with a friend or family member. If you would like to get some free hypnosis files, then that's really easy to do. I offer one to reduce fear and anxiety, another one to increase emotional stability, and a third for a better pregnancy and birth. So you can get those over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. Or you can text the word hypnotize to 444-999. That's the word hypnotize to 444-999. I think it's like such an easy way to join the newsletter. That's why I offer it. Before we go into today's episode, I do need to say the podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment, nor should it be. If you need psychotherapy or hypnotherapy, please seek treatment from a trained professional. Now, I do do hypnosis all over the world. That's done through Skype or WhatsApp, or sometimes someone has a U.S. phone number or a calling card type thing. Whatever it is, we work it out. But if you'd like to see how to work with me or learn more about me, whether you're local or from afar, you can do that over at my website. That's drlizhypnosis.com. I offer a free 15-minute telephone consultation. So that's a great way to get a sense of what it would be like to work with me and to ask any questions you may have about that. You know, sometimes people decide to fly in and see me and they'll do a intensive couple of days and then they'll vacation here because I am in South Florida, which is really nice most of the year. Fort Lauderdale is right above Miami. So we have beautiful beaches and gorgeous water that's warm to swim in. So people really enjoy that. All right. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, Dr. Liz here. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today's interview is with Kelly Woods, and she is quite a force in the hypnosis world. She has written several books about hypnosis. She runs the Hypnotic Women Facebook group, which has almost 3,000 members now, and it is just chock full of good information and really wonderful, caring women who are practicing hypnotists or hypnotherapists. She also helps organize the HypnoThoughts Conference in Las Vegas, Nevada in the U.S. every year, which is a huge conference that people attend from all over. So she is quite a busy woman. And that's all in addition to her private practice where she sees children and adults in the state of Washington, right outside of Seattle. In this episode, she's going to talk to us about the HOPE program, which she developed with Michael Elner, who was also very well known in the hypnotherapy world. He passed away in 2018, but she continues to carry his work forward. He developed many, many training programs for hypnotists and hypnotherapists. Before we jump in, I do want to say that the audio is not great on this episode. I apologize for that ahead of time. 
we actually started on Skype and then we switched to Zoom and it improved and I tried to improve it as much as I could, but sometimes audio is not perfect, right? Sometimes stuff happens. I felt like the quality was enough to go ahead and air the episode, but I just do need to ask for your um, consideration and compassion on this one because the information that she gives is just really wonderful as well as the process that she teaches during the episode. Anybody can use this at home whenever you like, and it's a really wonderful and healing process. So let's jump in. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to Hypnotize Me. Thank you for having me here today. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'd like to start with how you originally discovered hypnosis. Oh, well, that's kind of an interesting story. I really had very little exposure to it besides what most people are used to. And I may be seeing it on in a movie or um, maybe a stage show. And uh, boy, it was almost 20 years ago. I was on a blind date. And while I didn't fall for the man, I fell for what he was talking about. He was, <laughs> he was a hypnotist. And so that evening, as I, when I got home, I actually, excuse me, I actually Googled and started mm-hmm. researching it. And in my own city, there was a one-year certification course starting within a couple of months. And I had just sold the business and was looking for the next adventure. So mm-hmm. there it was to me on a silver platter. Wow. What kind of business did you sell? I had an ignition interlock dealership that was a, a company that I started here in Washington State that provided devices for DUI offenders for their cars. Oh, and, wow. So you can imagine it was you know, having to do with people who were going through stressful situations. And I think uh-huh. that, that was just one of my background jobs that prepared me for hypnotherapy. Yeah, absolutely. So this is quite a change for you. Yes, it was. But I had been an entrepreneur my most of my adult life, and and really, I think that's what an aspect of hypnotherapy that a lot of people um, underestimate is that there's a lot of business skills involved in creating a practice and keeping it viable. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I owned a business previously too, and then ran um ran that one with my private practice for many years. And absolutely, there's a lot of business skills in a lot of training programs they don't talk about. I think some of the specific hypnosis certifications, I'm guessing that they talk about it more there. But certainly in graduate school, like psychological training, I got zero, (laughs) zero (laughs) around it. Well, it is important because we want to be able to stay in business to keep helping people. Yes. Yeah. And I think it is a shift for a lot of hypnotherapists when you shift from like, who do you really want to serve? Who do you really want to help? To be able to help them, you have to be able to reach them. Like They have to know about what you're doing. This is true. Yeah. I want to keep the lights on, even though sometimes we dim the lights in our work. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> yes. So you got certified and then opened a practice in Washington, I'm assuming. Yes, yes. I'm up in the northwest corner of the state, up near the San Juan Islands. It's a beautiful area. Yeah, I see your picture sometimes. It's like, oh, it's gorgeous. Thank you. I feel really fortunate being here, not just because it's a wonderful part of the country, but 
the West Coast is very open to hypnosis and has quite a long history of, of being so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's very true. Let's jump into the HOPE program that you created with Michael Elner. Yes, this I, I met Michael, and he is a, a wonderful hypnotherapist in New York City. And I met him in the early days of hypnothoughts.com, which was at that at that time growing to be the largest social forum online for hypnotists. And Michael just kind of became what we jokingly call my tormentor. And so <laughs> I, I learned a lot from him. He was a, a just a beautiful human being. Unfortunately, he passed away last year from um, lymphoma. Mm-hmm. But I, but before he did, he, he just taught so many of us some wonderful insights and perspectives. And so somewhere along the way, he and I collaborated and created a program called Hope Coaching. And one of his slogans was, hope is realistic. And he specialized in working with people who have chronic issues. And the, the interesting thing is that when we really think about our clients, many of them have chronic issues. And just the definition of that is something that lasts more than just a few months. Mm-hmm. So anything from sleep issues to chronic pain to um, illnesses, autoimmune disorders, uh, even obesity qualifies as a chronic issue. Mm-hmm. So this program isn't just for pain, it's for a variety of issues. Yes. Um, and, you know, really what we address is the suffering of these issues. Even the suffering of pain can be addressed with hypnotic processes because we can sometimes help people change their perception and the way that they experience what they're going through. You know, a lot of people have the impression that you go to a hypnotist and and they put you out of it. You're unconscious and um, mm-hmm. then you wake up and voila, everything is fixed. Now, certainly that can happen in some cases. We can have some very spontaneous and marvelous things occur. And that state of being unconscious, we actually call that somnambulism, which is a misnomer because that means sleepwalking. Although mm-hmm. when when people are sleepwalking, their conscious mind is not involved. And mm-hmm. so that, that is one experience that people can have in hypnosis. But there are many interactive levels of hypnosis too, where the conscious mind is present. And that's really what we focus on largely that somnambulistic state is marvelous for healing because the conscious mind gets out of the way and the body can do what it's designed to do. But when we're doing these interactive, we we coined a phrase, mindful hypnosis processes, a person is actually building a skill set and is learning um, some techniques and processes whereby they can continue what we do in our work together. Because part of the reason that they get to where they are is through the power of repetition. Mm-hmm. They experience certain things repeatedly. Maybe it's a state of anxiety. And this has actually hardwired these states into their nervous system, into their brain. And so when we are teaching them how they can basically become their own hypnotist and restructure the neural pathways that are maintaining pain or sleep difficulty or anxiety or any of the other problems that are bothering them, they can essentially heal themselves. And so Michael and I created 
along with um, some other people. Alan Barsky is part of this process too. Mm-hmm. A series of very brief, easy to do um, exercises that people can do this rewiring. Mm. And it gives them immediate relief if they're having pain. It helps move them into sleep, let go of awake. Uh, so they get the effects of it, but it's also doing this long-term restructuring. So it's working on both the levels, immediate and the long-term restructuring. Exactly. And I think one of the real powers of teaching our clients how to do this, which essentially is the difference between serving them a beautiful fish dinner in our office to teaching them how to fish on their own, is that it is empowering to them. Mm-hmm. And many people who have struggled with chronic issues, they get to a place of hopelessness, of even helplessness. They feel disempowered. They've gone from one doctor to another, especially with undiagnosed conditions. Mm-hmm. And for them to come in and be able to gain a sense of control over how they're thinking, how they're feeling, how they're behaving, how they're responding to their situation, it makes all the difference. Yes, absolutely. So is it a series of sessions that someone comes to? Like, do you get requests specifically for hope coaching? Or is it more like something that you integrate into your work naturally? That's a great question. And um, we do have a website specific for it. So sometimes we'll get clients accessing us through that. But typically it's it's more a philosophy mm-hmm. and something that's integrated into our sessions because I think that effective hypnotists customize their work for people and they don't just use some uh, pre-made template that is scripted. And so we have this broad toolkit of different approaches that we can use and we're not necessarily wedded to one or another. Mm-hmm. It typically is a series of sessions. For example, when I'm working with someone for weight issues I that might be significant, more than just a few pounds, uh, I want them to come in for perhaps half a dozen sessions so that we can really get a chance to address all the different things that are influencing their weight. Mm-hmm. So it is more of a philosophy that you integrate. And so then when someone shows up, let's say, well, let me back up here. You said it was also teaching these discrete tools that they can use at home. So when you're presenting it, um, could you give an example of one of the tools? Certainly. One of, one of my favorites that I've been teaching clients and use, using for myself for probably at least a decade is an NLP process, which is that acronym is for Neuro Linguistic Programming. Mm-hmm. which is the, the art and science of modeling others. And then also the, it's the science and art of influence. And you know, politicians use NLP, salespeople use NLP. I like to teach my clients to use NLP so that they can influence themselves. One of the, the best speakers I have that ever heard in my life, he's actually considered a trainer because it was a transformational program I was going through. And about an hour into it, I realized he was using NLP, just the way he was talking, the way he was moving, how he moved across the stage, when he said certain things. It was fascinating. And of course, the workshop became much more fun because then I got to track what he was doing, you know, and learn from him. He was amazing. Yes. Once you start learning some of these concepts and you start to notice it, it just in your everyday 
life. It's pretty fascinating. I think a lot of people naturally use many of the NLP concepts, you know, with body language and, and communication. Yeah. We learn we learn how to do that, especially if you know we're influencing others or if we're a parent, for example. Um, yeah. But this particular <laughs> this parent, <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> which, <laughs> yes. Which yeah. uh, which is interesting. So um, this particular uh, process we call the emotional detox technique, but it can be used for any anything. It works beautifully for physical sensations that are not helpful. And basically what it does is it helps people change states. And states are just how we're feeling in the moment, how we're thinking, how we're emotionally and physically feeling. And sometimes um, we might be in, in an unhelpful state. We might be having... Uh, you know, excess stress or anxiety that really doesn't isn't anything that we can control at the time, or it might be even hardwired in and just present, even though there is no threat or there's nothing that we need to respond to at the time. It could be that we're having, um, you know, distressful feelings about something that happened to us in the past, and the past doesn't exist anymore. So, to be free of those kinds of feelings uh, might be and help a helpful thing. You know, you'll notice that I use the frames of helpful and unhelpful, rather than good or bad or positive mm-hmm. or negative. If I think it, it's it's helpful to release the judgment of these kinds of emotions or states. So, I love the frame. I um, I teach a lot of DBT skills, dialectical behavior therapy, and yes. one of the skills is turning the mind. And so how do you do that? And often one of the questions, the first questions you ask yourself is, is this helpful? Is this thought helpful? Yes. Like, oh, wait a minute. It's not very helpful to me right now. So what would be helpful? And then you learn how to say, to focus on the helpful thoughts. It's the same type of process. Like, is this sensation helpful to me? It is. And and, um, while, you know, things like DBT and, and many of the, processes that are used in positive psychology are so helpful sometimes sometimes when people are in the moment it's hard for them to think their way out of it it's mm-hmm. really key to hypnotic principles is that we can relieve that need to think their way out of things mm-hmm. and we can create systems within within the network automatically and this this process is one of those. So I'll just walk you through it really quickly if you'd like to yeah, experience wonderful. it. Sure. And of course, your listeners are welcome to join in too. If you're driving, you may not want to, although I must say I, I use this if I'm stuck in Seattle traffic, which is renowned for being very slow. So. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. But not zooming down the highway in, at a right. 85. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So um, it begins by just getting in touch with a thought or a feeling that is not helpful to, to you. And you don't even have to tell me what it is, Elizabeth. It's none of my business. Mm-hmm. And I think some clients really appreciate that. They can come and see a hypnotist and have a lot of privacy. Yes. So just bring up something that perhaps is stressful or distressing to you, or maybe it's a worry that, you know, there's nothing you can do about it right now. Okay, got it. Yeah, and that's the power of your imagination. You can even notice that your body is probably responding to that thought or feeling too. Mm-hmm. Because our body's always responding to whatever we're thinking about. And you might even measure at what level you're experiencing that, where zero would be none and 10 is really intense. Okay. 
And as you do that, with your right hand, just make a fist. We're going to associate this physical gesture to the neural pathways that are maintaining that thought or idea that's bothering you. This is called an anchor. So we're creating this anchor. And it doesn't take long for that to tie together, just a few moments. And then release your hand and take a nice deep cleansing breath one of those good abdominal breaths. We can use the breath to begin to shift from one state to another. Mm -hmm. Now, I'd like you to, just in the privacy of your mind, to think of a great day for you. Maybe you're doing something you enjoy, or maybe you're not doing anything at all. It's a perfect hair day. You have a big smile on your face. You notice that your heart is happy. Your mind is peaceful. Perhaps your spirit is playful. Are you able to create that? Yes. Good. And as you do that, with your opposite hand, your left hand, just make a fist. We're going to associate that gesture to these helpful neural pathways that are running right now. And again, it doesn't take long. We just hold it for a few moments. And then release that hand. Take another one of those nice cleansing breaths. And this third and final step is where there's actually going to be kind of a magical shift, but it's actually a physiological shift in those neural pathways in your brain, in your nervous system. So go ahead and make fists of both hands. And we just hold them for the count of five, four, three, two, one. One more nice cleansing breath. And as you exhale... Just open your hands and notice how you're feeling now. Pretty good? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, good. And you can go and check in with that previous unhelpful thought or feeling and notice where it is. Maybe you can compare it on that previous level on that scale or mm -hmm. maybe notice that it's just drifted away. It's less important. Definitely drifted away. Yeah, and you know, it'll happen to that to some degree for everybody. And if it was still bothersome, a person can just repeat that cycle and it'll it'll reduce some more. And you know, there's science behind how this works, but basically we brought up that initial unhelpful feeling, brought it in nice and close, we tied it to that, made that anchor from it, and then we used the breath to shift states. We found a helpful state, brought it in nice and close, anchored it. We shift it out of that. And when we activate both of them at the same time, the brain cannot engage in both of those. So it goes for the most recent one, which was the mm -hmm. helpful one. Mm. The other one dissipates. It kind of recedes into the background. And it will give the person relief in that moment. But it also does, over time, that long-term restructuring. And in a way, a person moves themselves into self-regulation. They spend less time in the unhelpful states and more time in the helpful ones. And what I really like about this is that they can choose what that helpful state is going to be. I gave you some suggestions and you filled it in very well, but you know, maybe they want to be energized. Maybe they want to be relaxed to go to sleep. Maybe they want to feel romantic. They, they can pick and that gives them the freedom to choose how they're feeling no matter what's going on. And it really is that simple. It's an elegant process. And Again, it's the regular application of it, the repetition that really gives the permanent results that people are looking for. 
So it's a process of not just doing it with a client in session, but then saying, okay, take this home and practice it. Absolutely. And I even recommend that they get maybe a one of those apps they can load on their phone, a, a mindfulness bell, mm-hmm. and, and set that to go off about once an hour. And when they hear that beautiful chime, if they have any tension, if they're struggling with anything, they can run this process. And people that do this find that within a very short period of time, maybe just four or five days, they're feeling so much better. And again, it's empowering because they're taking the responsibility for their own health and happiness, and they're making the improvements themselves. Absolutely. I mean, they, they truly are retraining their brain. Yes. Yeah. I was listening recently to um, Dan Siegel. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he researches a lot about therapy and neuroprocesses. He calls it the wheel of awareness. That is a concept that he teaches, but he's basically saying the same type of thing. Like it's not just in the office, you need to do this, but you can shift your states of being, your states of feeling, your states of discomfort or pain, whichever you want to call it, or your state that's unhelpful yes. to you Yeah, over time. Yeah. But it does take some practice. Well, like those neural pathways do need to be um, reinforced, let's say. The yes, ones. and in many cases, that's how people get into trouble because they've reinforced it through repetition and it's become habituated in them. So through these techniques, people can move themselves into you know better states of being and you know i work a lot with with young people yes you work with children right and and teens and and i can tell you that teenagers love easy quick processes true i have two of them (laughs) believe me they do they do they don't want to go through the the things they're going to take a lot of effort and this technique has been so amenable to young people and for them to get a handle on Maybe their social anxiety or test anxiety is a beautiful mm-hmm. thing, and they get really excited about it. But I've had clients of all ages who perhaps have been in therapy for years, and they'll stare at me after I teach them this because the, sometimes the shifts are so so profound that they're amazed. They'll say, "Why hasn't anyone ever taught me this?" And yes, yeah, I have the same experience. I often get people coming in for one of the more intensive techniques that I offer, but it's like they've been through years of therapy and good therapies, you know, very research driven, (laughs) proven therapies. These are supposed to work, quote unquote, right? But they're there in my office saying, well, why haven't these worked? And sometimes it is a process of, okay, let's not just retrain those neural pathways, but let's work on a subconscious level so that it's easier for you. So back what you were saying before is, yeah, you know, turning the thought, like I was talking about it before, is a cognitive process, but how do we make that easier on a subconscious level? Exactly. That's where hypnosis really shines. And this is where it actually becomes automatic. So um, a person after a while, they don't even have to go through the physical action of creating these anchors. Their brain shifts automatically. That's how it works for me. <laughs> and, yes. and I love it when I notice that happening, where in in a situation where maybe a person would be very stressed or angry, well, I'm just like rising above it and going, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> and it's really possible, mm-hmm. even for people who have suffered from 
chronic depression and anxiety. It's hope is realistic. They can restructure those patterns within their brain and their nervous system. Wonderful. Well, we are coming to the end of our time here. So thank you so much for talking about this philosophy and program. Please tell people how they can reach you if they'd like to work with you or find out more about the HOPE training. Okay, thank you, Elizabeth. Um, Our HOPE coaching website is mindfulhypnosis.com. And we actually have a directory there of uh, many different hypnotherapists who are part of our program. So people throughout the country can access somebody through that. And my private website is woodshypnosis.com. I work online with people and here in the beautiful Northwest. So it's woods, W-O-O-D-S, hypnosis.com. That's right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on today. And I hope your Sunday continues to be beautiful. truly enjoyed today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. Finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way, more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Peace.